and welcome to this week's edition for the Wise FTX podcast. This is your host, Azra Siddiqui. As a reminder, Wise FTX is my platform to inform the South Asian community about Texas and national politics. You can find us on all forms of social media, such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also check out our podcasts on Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and iTunes. And last but not least, we are also airing our podcasts on Coffee Mornings with Aisha on Monday mornings. Finally, you can check us out on our website, www.wiseuptx.com. Remember, everyone, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. All right, folks, um, the time to register to vote is over. So if you've not registered, unfortunately, unfortunately, you will not be able to vote in this November um, election. But early voting is coming up. It's right around the corner. In fact, it's a week from today. It'll begin October 22nd up until November 2nd, and the election day is November 6th. So it's time to start wising up on candidates. And we have already gotten some great interviews from for y'all. Um, that was maybe during the primary time or maybe a year ago. One was with Beto O'Rourke, who's running for U.S. Senate against Senator Ted Cruz. Um, if you're living in the Houston area, Katie Sugarland, Pearland, we have in interview with Sri Preston Kulkarni from the March primaries, but still applicable for you to listen and wise about his candidacy. He's running for Congress against uh, Congressman Pete Olson. That's another great interview to listen to. We also had an interview with Mike Collier, who is running for Lieutenant Governor of Texas against Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Um, that's already up there. And today we also have another interview with Ravi Sandal, who is running for Texas Supreme Court Justice. And after this, we will also have another interview with um, Kim Olson, who is running for Agricultural Commissioner. So tons of stuff for you all to wise up on. Uh, not only that, but it... Um, by next week, our voter info page on wiseuptexas.com will be completely revamped and ready for you all to use to wise up and start learning your polling locations about your candidates, sample ballots, um, and other really great useful tools. So I hope you all will check out our website and the voter info page for that. All right, so let's pivot on over quickly to the interview. Um, it is with Ravi Sandal, who is running for one of the positions in the Texas Supreme Court. Um, the Texas Supreme Court is essentially comprised of the Chief Justice and eight justices, uh, kind of like how it is on the Supreme Court of the United States, but they aren't appointed. They are actually elected officials, so you actually get to have a say in who gets to be the Texas Supreme Court Justice. Um, they are obviously located in the city of Austin, and they're elected to staggered six-year terms in statewide elections. Um, to be, in order to run for this position, you, they have to be at least 35 years old, a citizen of Texas, and licensed to practice law in Texas, and must have practiced um, for at least 10 years. So, those are the basic requirements of it. Another thing to note is they only deal with civil matters. So they don't deal with any of the criminal issues or any of those things. That's a completely different court within Texas. Um, so it is different in, from the national level in that sense. Um, there's a criminal court of appeals, and those are the ones that deal with the criminal cases. Uh, Texas Supreme Court only deals with civil cases. And some of the big ones that they've um, kind of dealt with that you'll hear about in the interview is about them dealing um, at putting down a ruling that essentially talked about how the Texas government funds public education. Um, and that was a really big ruling that had a huge impact um, 
for the state because they rule that the way it's currently funded is constitutional. Um, but we are still as a whole underfunded, um, underfunding public education. But we'll go more into detail on that in the interview. So um, I hope you all are ready to learn about Ravi Sandal and um, the Texas Supreme Court justice position. And joining us today is Ravi Sandal, who is running for Texas Supreme Court Justice. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ravi. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, so you're running for Texas Supreme Court Justice. What exactly is that? So uh, it's complicated. So Texas elects all its judges. Uh, so every judge is elected from UJP courts, Justice of the Peace Courts, and if you own any buildings, you've ever had to get rid of a tenant, or if you've been a tenant and been tried to be evicted, you'd be there. Then we have county courts of law, then we have district courts, uh, we have intermediate appellate courts, and then we have uh, two high courts in Texas. We have the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, uh-huh. which deals with only criminal cases, only criminal cases. And then the Texas Civil, the Texas Supreme Court deals with everything else. And in Texas, everything else is considered civil. So we are the highest civil court in the state of Texas. And so um, there's nine justices that sit on that court and nine justices that sit on the Court of Criminal Appeals. Oh, okay. Wow. So you guys are essentially different from the Supreme Court of the United States in that you all are elected and not appointed by anyone. And the court, the Texas Supreme Court only deals with civil matters, whereas the U.S. Supreme Court deals with both civil and criminal. But in Texas, that those are two separate courts, right? Correct. I mean, so every, like I said, every judge runs for election. So when I won my first district court race in uh, 2008, I ran for election. I run for election every four years. So I was elected in 2008, reelected 2012, and then reelected in 2016. If I were to win this race for the Texas Supreme Court, it's a six-year term as opposed to my four-year term on the district court bench. And so if I win in 2018, I would run for reelection in 2024. Oh, okay. And um, so for each of the justices that are elected onto the Texas, Texas Supreme Court, are they partisan or nonpartisan? Like, do you have to affiliate with the political party? Yes. Uh, all races in Texas for uh, the judiciary are partisan. And so the Texas Supreme Court uh, has been Republican for over uh, 25 years. And we've got uh, nine Republican justices on the, that's on the court right now. Okay. All right. So it's it's been pretty partisan, like Republicans all across the board. Yes. I mean, state government, everything in, in Texas, every elected position statewide in Texas has been Republican for over two decades. Okay. So let me ask you, um, you know, what is the reason that you're running to be a Texas Supreme Court justice? Well, as I just said, I mean, we've got nine uh, Republicans on this court. It's been that way for over 25 years. I mean, first and foremost, I think uh, the issue of restoring balance is huge. I think any time you get uh, like-minded people in a room, you tend to uh, go further to the extremes, and I think that's evident by what's coming out of uh, this Texas Supreme Court. And I want to go in and be a moderating factor as to that. So that's you know that's the primary reason that I'm, I'm running to this bench. All right, and, and do you mind giving me an example of what you feel some of the rulings that have come out that you feel are a little bit to the extreme? Sure. I mean, uh, I, you know, the one that I 
think affects our community the biggest is uh, the one regarding education. Uh, you know, if you pay attention to uh, the public education system in Texas, uh, you understand that money was cut out of that a few sessions ago. They've tried to put in uh, a little bit more money, but there was some litigation related to the funding of the public education system. Uh, there was a lower court that found the, the funding to be inadequate. It went to the Court of Appeals and then finally went to the Texas Supreme Court. Uh, at the Texas Supreme Court, even though the justices found uh, that Texas guaranteed uh, its citizens a right to an efficient education, that even though we were uh, lacking, it was it was a system that they were not willing to uh, to tinker with, and so they sent it back to the legislature. So I think you know a lot of times we hear about when we talk about government, is usually federal government. We talk about checks and balances, how there's the executive, there's the legislative, and there's the judicial, and in this case. Our Texas Constitution guarantees every Texan the right to an efficient education, and the Texas Supreme Court decided not to get involved and, and sort of to abdicate its duty, uh-huh. uh, not do what its constitutionally required to do, uh, in making sure that it was a check on the legislature. And so, you know, that's that's one example of how this court is failing uh, Texans. All right. So you were the first ever district court judge of South Asian descent. Um, one, how has that been for you? And two, would you also mind giving us a little bit more background or, you know, telling us some of the rulings that you have handed down that you feel have been um, beneficial to the state of Texas? So, yeah, I have, uh, when I was elected in 2008, I was the first South Asian district court judge in Texas. I'm still uh, the only South Asian district court judge in Texas. I think this election we have a few uh, candidates that are South Asian descent that are that are running, so we may be joined by a few others. But for the last ten years, uh, that I've been the only uh, the only South Asian on the bench, uh, district court bench in the state of Texas. And in terms of rulings that have uh, benefited Texas, I, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, what we do at the district court level, and I've got I've run about 1,800, 1,900 cases. We, we oh, wow. don't change the law in the state of Texas. We incrementally change what's happening. Okay. around our, our cases. And so, I mean, one thing that uh, that I'm proud of doing is I moved, I helped move the courts, the courts not only in Harris County, where I'm from, I live in Houston, uh, okay. but we moved, moving to the electronic filing system. Uh, I was uh, the second judge in the state of Texas to mandate electronic filing in my court, and then a couple of years later, the Supreme Court of Texas decided that all courts should be electronic filing courts. So, I mean, that was sort of a a trendsetter in that regard. Um, earlier this year, I was the first court in Texas to issue a parental leave order, basically saying that if you were either expecting a child and or adopting a child and you needed a continuance from trial, that you were guaranteed up to 120 days for a continuance. And that's, that, you know, I Is think that for the attorneys to... that are litigating in court, in your court? Correct. The okay. attorneys, uh, if they, if they seek it, they get a 120 day continuance. And I think a lot of that deals with, you know, I mean, one, I love my family, and I would I could not see not being around. Uh, my son was being adopted, but also I think at the end of the day, it's it's a community issue. I mean, coming from the South Asian community, we value being with our families, and right. I think it was the right thing to do. Okay, that's good to know. Um, and my last question to you is: one, why do you think um, my listeners should vote for you? And last but not least, if we want more information about your campaign, where should we go? Sure. I mean, and so I, 
I'm asked this all the time, you know, are, because you're a South Asian candidate, does that mean that people should vote for you from the South Asian community? And, uh, you know, as I, I'd love all your listeners vote, but at the end of the day, you have to vote on, on who you think is best for the court. And I, you know, I come to the court and to my job with my everyday experiences. You know, I, I, my, my father served 28 years in the U.S. military, so I grew up all over Texas went to high school in England and came uh, back to the University of Texas for undergrad and then U of H for law school. Uh, I'm a two-time cancer survivor, so I've, I've had some ups and downs in my life. Uh, I adopted a, a, a son in 2007, mm-hmm. and I've run for election uh, in the, you know, in the, in the second largest county in the country. So at the end of the day, I'm a son of my experiences, and being South Asian is just a part of who I am. Okay. You know, my, my parents go to the temple in the Gurdwara every weekend, and they, you know, they do their best to impart uh, on me uh, what it means to be South Asian, but I, I'm more than just that. So, I mean, like I said, I, I would love to have your listeners vote. Uh, if they need more information, they can go to www.sandill, S-A-N-D-I-L-L, 4, F-O-R, Texas, T-E-X-A-S, dot com, or they can follow me on Twitter at at RKS one two seven TH. All right. Also on Facebook, if they want to look at me. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us and telling us more about your campaign, your platform, and really what you know what a Texas Supreme Court justice does. Because you know we all can wise up and understand how our um, the, how the court systems work. Because honestly, they're very very complex and very confusing. So, um, and I think for many of us, we are not really aware of the impacts some of those rulings can make on our day-to-day lives. So it's, it's great to know that, um, you know, the example you gave about the education ruling from the Texas Supreme Court, that that really makes an impact for many of us who have kids. And, um, and we need to be aware and realize who we're voting on to the Texas Supreme Court justice. Well, I want to thank you for having me on and and, uh, helping our community uh, learn more about uh, its civic life. All right, folks, that's our segment for today. I hope you all enjoyed it and learned more about the justice system and that you actually have a say to vote um, who gets to be on the Texas Supreme Court and other courts as well. Um, But... Don't forget that early voting begins October 22nd until November 2nd, and Election Day is November 6th. Uh, Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as we're constantly posting um, a lot of stuff, um, talking about maybe the hottest elections, which one has the most mirchis, the spiciest, hottest elections, and um, various other content for you all to check out. So I hope you all are following us on social media. Um, Next week, we will have another interview for you all, so stay tuned. making sure you're wising up. And don't forget, everyone, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's get out the vote. Until next time.